Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here from Life Poured Out International. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. If you want to find out more about our ministry, you can go to www.lifepouredoutintl.org. We release a new show every Monday and Thursday here on the Charisma Podcast Network. It streams on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to. And so I talk to amazing guests from around the world, people that um, the Lord is releasing messages through them in this time, in this hour, people that have incredible testimonies of the Lord Jesus in their life, people that know him in an intimate way and are doing incredible ex- you know, exploits in the nations. And so we just love to talk about what God's doing to bring inspiration, insight, revelation, strategy to the body of Christ you know, this show is um, founded upon the scripture, Ephesians 5.14, Awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. That was written to the church in Ephesus. It was written to believers by the Apostle Paul. Our hearts need to be awakened to the beauty of the gospel, to who we are in Christ, the tools that we have, so that we could truly be effective in the earth for the kingdom of God. And so... I want to get into a scripture like I do about 90% of the time. I love breaking open the word of God and giving context to where we're going today on the show. And so I'm going to open up to a very familiar passage. It's in 2 Timothy verses 1 through 7. 2 Timothy verses 1 through 7. So, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm going to read that one more time because so many of us as believers, we struggle with fear in one way or another in some areas of our life. And so God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The Lord wants us to be powerful. He wants us to be strengthened in our spirit by his might. And the Lord wants us focusing on his perfect love, which casts out all fear. And he wants us to have a sound mind. He wants us to be Um, focused on his word, focused on his truth, rejecting the lies that run through our brain that propagate fear so that we could truly experience joy, righteousness, and peace in the Holy Spirit, which is the kingdom of God. And so we're going to dive into this a little bit. I have a guest on my show what a she's she's a great woman of God. When I w- was doing the Awaken Live format, she came on with me a couple years ago. It's always fun seeing the amazing things that God's doing through her, her family, her ministry. As I follow them online, God's really just breathing on their their books and the TV and everything that they're doing. And so Chrissy Nelson's my guest, and she carries a passion to release life and hope into into the hearts of believers so they could walk in all that they were created for. She's a published author. She's a TV show host. And her and her husband and their two children live in the Gulf Coast of the United States. Her ministry is located in Pensacola, Florida. You can learn more at ChrissyNelson.com. And so, Chrissy, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here again. <laughs> yeah, so good talking to you. I know a lot's going on in your life. And so many great things. Just give us a little brief um, kind of summary of, of, of what you're doing right now in ministry. Ministry. Yeah. You know, God, <laughs> he called me to the thing I never really wanted, <laughs> which is yeah. wild because I said yes to everything of God except for television. For some reason, I said, I'll never do that. And yet here we go. That's what the Lord has called me to. <laughs> and I have this TV program created for the impossible. But what's so amazing is when God when God calls you to something, he also gives vision. He also gives everything that you need to do the yes. thing that you're called to do, even if it was the last thing you expected or even wanted. And that sure. is the testimony with this show. And so that is the main thrust between writing books and my TV show. 
um, what I want, you know, where I'm pouring out for the body of yeah. Christ and as an offering for the Lord. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. That's beautiful. And so you are telling believers around the world to, you know, that they were created for the impossible, but the love of God about stepping into their destiny. How did the Lord, I love mm-hmm. to ask my guests this, and for those who watch the show, they know I always ask my guests this. How did the Lord first awaken your heart to, to know him personally and to be on this journey? Mm. <laughs> That's the best question. Oh, because for sure. It goes back to, yeah, it goes back to me, the 15-year-old Chrissy, who had come to this place of being at the end of my rope where I'm like, you know, I've, I grew up in the church. I grew up hearing about God, grew up in a Christian family. And all of a sudden, though, I was this place where I needed to know for myself, like experientially, that God was real, yeah. not by being taught in what I was learning. But I needed to know firsthand because I was lonely. I was fa- feeling rejection, feeling insecurity, like taking over. And I was consumed with fear. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, wait a second. If the God that I've learned about, if you're real, then I need to, I need to hear you. I need to feel you. I need to know firsthand. And God met me right there. And I had an encounter with the Lord, with the father Mm. as a 15 year old, where he held me in his arms and he held me the whole night long. And he spoke into my identity. All the scriptures I had learned growing up came alive in my spirit. I was hearing them just replay in my mind, but the Father was speaking them to me. He was telling me that he had plans for me and a hope and a future, you know, himself. And when I woke up in the morning, um, I mean, I had to be taken out of the church service I was in, in a wheelchair. I had to be wheeled up to my room (laughs) in a condo we were staying at. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't move. God had me held in his arms. And the next morning I woke up And I just, a big smile came on my face. And I remember just sitting up in bed, lifting my head up to the heavens and just saying, good morning, Lord. And from then on, like that was the moment I knew God as Abba Father, not just the God of far, but the God who holds you in his arms. And that's, I've been running ever since. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I feel the presence of God on that. I just... Man, I just love starting the show off with the testimony of Jesus, how God captures people's hearts, because this is the foundation of everything. Like, you know, we're, you know, we're talking about different subjects here on the show, but I love when people get to know my guest in a way where it's like, this is how the Lord captured this person's heart. This is where this message and where we're, and where we're going today, this is where it's coming from. It's coming from an authentic encounter with God, a God they know, a God they love, a God who's real. And everyone's got their own unique story. Not one person's story is the same. Everyone needs something something different and God reaches us and meets us exactly where we need to be met. And so, man, I just love that. He's not the God from afar. He's the God who comes and holds us. That's beautiful. I love that. Uh-huh. Oh man, that's yeah. so good. And you, so you wrote a book called slaying the giant of fear. Like you even talked about your testimony, how you struggled with fear, you know, as a precursor mm-hmm. kind of for this encounter you had with God. But obviously you wrote this from a personal place of experience and so, you know, Slaying the Giant of Fear and Releasing the the Roar of Breakthrough is the title of your book. You're released to a chosen books. And, you know, we all need to overcome this in one way, shape or form in our lives. And if we're going to walk out the destiny God has for us, we need to overcome the obstacle of fear. And all of us are going to struggle with it. You know, at one point or another, God's going to call us outside of our comfort zone into a place of faith where there will be fear elements because we need his supernatural participation. If we could do everything on our own, then we wouldn't need him. I'd love to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, that's the whole heart behind 
my approach to writing a book on overcoming fear was um, getting into the heart of God and receiving an awakening (laughs) from deep within Mm -hmm. that then translates into a brand new lens that we see the world through, where all of a sudden we become so focused on Jesus. We're so focused on, on knowing him and on who he is and on who he says that we are, that all of a sudden that fear bully, because he is a bully, Mm. you know, that fear giant, his influence becomes less and less relevant in our lives. His voice, he's not going to stop trying. He's relentless. So, but what happens is, is that we get so focused on Jesus that his influence, he's no longer, you know, influencing our steps. He's no longer taking over or Mm. consuming us. We're so hyper-focused on, yeah, but Jesus says this, and God's Word says this, and I had this experience, and I have this testimony, and and in that, we overcome um, and slay that giant. Mm -hmm. We just slay him with our lives through that lens, through that perspective, and that's what David walked in, and that's what I talk about in this book, um, and on how David was, was hardwired in this place of knowing God, and that shaped his perspective of Goliath, and that's why he showed up on the battlefield totally unafraid and fearless in the face of that giant. I love how this is surrounded by intimacy with God, knowing him. Yeah. This is eternal life, to know him and to know the one who sent him. Like This is what it's all about. The, you know, the scriptures talk about perfect love casting out all fear and that God mm-hmm. is love. When we truly get to know him, not in theory, not just theologically, not just through the word of God and mentally ascending to some facts and figures about who God is in the yeah. scriptures, but knowing the author, truly getting to know him in a deep way where the where the love of God is breaking off guilt and breaking off shame and breaking off fear and all the things that hold us back from fully immersing ourselves in the, in, in the good things of God and the destiny and kind of moving forward, you know, in the things of the Lord. I just, I think that is the most powerful weapon against fear. Would you, would you agree? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, and I talk about weapons in my book. I talk about these supernatural weapons that we have of obedience, faithfulness, and stewardship. And I just, I talk, I unpack it on, well, how on earth are these even weapons? And then how did David use them? And you're know, talking about love and loving God and intimacy with him, obedience being that first weapon. What does mm. Jesus say? Jesus says to us in the word, he says that if you love me, you'll obey my commands, you know, like this is how you show, this is how you express your love is through your obedience. And the passion translation um, translates that as loving me, Jesus saying this, loving me empowers you to obey me. Mm, And so there's this incredible um, whirlwind, um, this cycle that occurs through our love of Christ we're empowered to obey him, which is an expression of our love for him, <laughs> Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. and we get so caught up in loving him. It's like, what could fear say to us? What could fear do that could trump the overwhelming, all consuming love that God has for us? You know, the Bible says no height, no depth, you know, can, can keep you. Nothing can separate you from, from his love for us. You know, mm-hmm. imagine being so caught up in that. What could fear really do? Because it's not going to stop trying. And there are fearful events that happen all over the world, right? 
that occur that we have no control over. Absolutely. But our focus being on Jesus, all of a sudden, those things happening, we're not, I talk about it where obedience means that we are, obedience is doing what's right, regardless of the outcome, Mm. without fear of the outcome. We are an outcome-driven society. We need to know results. We need to know, well, if I do this, then what will occur? That's a, that's, that though is the world system. God's system is get, Hey, get caught up in my love. You'll be empowered to obey whatever I ask you to do without fear of outcome and what will occur. Mm-hmm. If we're immune to the fear of, of the outcome, because the outcome is the Lord's, then what can the enemy throw at us really? Yeah. And I say this to inspire people. I say this to speak to their soul to their spirit, to stir up that faith within, you know, I'm, it's stirring my faith right now. Like I feel the Lord, to, I just, I could just cry mm. because the enemy's been trying in my life, even today to bring fear, to bring circumstance, to bring obstacles, to just badger me. Right. Yeah. That's what the enemy does with fear. He mm. badgers us. He belittles us. He, he rips us apart from the inside out. Right. Yeah. But that's why that weapon of love, like you said, just going right back to that, that weapon of love, that love that empowers us into beautiful obedience is so powerful mm-hmm. against the enemy because we get swept up, we get caught up in him, and then it, and then we go, oh yeah, wait a second, what could he even do that could bring me down today when God loves me so incredibly right now, and I love him incredibly, you know? Mm-hmm. No, Absolutely. And, you know, so many people, they see, you know, they see, you know, believers or even just people in the world just doing great things. And they're just, there's a boldness that is expressed. And we say, wow, that person's so bold. That person's fierce. That person's not scared. And, you know, but, you know, I've, I've heard it defined that, you know, boldness is not the absence of fear, but it's just going through and doing it anyway, whatever you're scared of, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the apostles, mm-hmm. I'm sure they were scared when they were going into certain cities and they knew that there was persecution pending, but they did it anyway. You know, like there's even even in the book of Acts, you see it, you know, where God spoke to the Apostle Paul, like saying like, hey, you're going to go into this next city and there's going to be persecution. Why did God have to say that the Apostle Paul? He was probably scared, you know, and God wanted to give him a heads up to say like, hey, you need to gird yourself with strength right now, you know. But they they went ahead and they obeyed the Lord anyway. They pushed past the fear and it was expressed in Mm -hmm. boldness. And I think that's very important because people, you know, they see the apostles and they see the people in the Bible like David and they see, you know, just people even alive nowadays that are doing great things and being outspoken and bold for the Lord. But we all in one way, shape or form experience fear. It's just pushing past it and getting getting that strength Mm -hmm. in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we boldness is required because fear is present. It is inevitable. Courage is required because there's the opportunity to to do to be afraid or to to have a lack of courage, right? Sure. That's why G, the Bible says over and over, "Be of c- good courage." You know, don't yeah. be afraid of them, but be bold and courageous. You know, we're given these incredible um, impartations from the Word of God, from from God Himself in our everyday mm-hmm. of the um, you know the counter to the narrative that the enemy would try to write, which is be afraid. Be, you know, let that stop you. Let that prevent you from advancing, from moving forward. Let it keep you stuck. It's like, but then there's God saying, wait, be of good courage and go, you know, just go fix your eyes on Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's the author. He's the perfecter of your faith and go. And he's with us. His promise is to never leave us or forsake us. Mm-hmm. So we go in that we go full of faith 
knowing, okay, God, you said you'll never leave me. You said you'll never forsake me. So I'm going to go anyway, you know, and I'm going to hold you to your word. And his word never returns void. So we can hold him to his word. Oh, sure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I remember when I, you know, was newly saved going to Bible school, I pushed myself to do evangelism because it was in my heart and we would go to downtown Dallas and we would minister to the homeless and minister in really rough parts of town where people are drinking and partying. And I remember it was really, really hard. And I was, uh, you know, I definitely dealt with fear and intimidation. And there was times where it got the best of me. And maybe I'd stay home that evening and not go out just because I couldn't push past the uncomfortability of like, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm not kind of nervous about it. Like, what, well, you know, what's going to happen? Be rejected all night. You know what? I, you know, and then I would I would I would give in and I would stay home. And there was times where I would push through it and I would see God move in incredible ways where you just didn't want to go but yeah i made myself go anyway and then a few people got saved or someone got healed on the streets you'd feel the prince of god you were praying for somebody and there was someone who's encouraged just like wow you just see someone's life change in a moment and you know i would pray for the fear to go away and i would pray for supernatural bold you know boldness and there was time you know it didn't just go away by praying it away (laughs) you know it was something that i Mm -hmm. something that i wrestled with and i had to continually confront as i would step out in obedience and you just this is one thing that i just feel like the lord spoke to me one time he said to me son you never know what is on the other side of your obedience you know i would just Mm -hmm. i would stay home and i would just let fear get the best of me but when i would go out i would make myself do it i didn't want to be going i didn't feel like going i could have been doing 20 other things but i would see god move through my life and i would leave encouraged and happy that i went Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and that that's why obedience is a weapon that slays the giant of fear because of what you just said, you, what the Lord said to you, you never, you just don't know what's on the other side of your obedience. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly that place. That's the promise is what's on the other side. The miraculous, that's what's on the other side. The yeah. miracle signs and wonders, they're on the other side of that obedience because that's us stepping in faith. But that's exactly the place where the enemy positions himself. That giant of fear takes position on that line you know, that we refer to in, in the story of David and Goliath as a battle line. But the Lord showed me that's a destiny line. That's mm. the line that you're meant to cross over. So, no, you know, we have to ask ourselves, when, when the giant of fear comes, you know, positions himself in our life, and we're feeling like, okay, I'm in this moment where I need to run away. I need to retreat like the army did, you know? We need, we can, what we can do is we can reframe it and we can go, wait a second. Why is the enemy working so hard to keep me from, you know, taking a step? What's on the other side of my obedience over there that the enemy is shaking in his boots? Because all he does is project his fear onto us. He's terrified that the people of God will awaken to that place of bold faith where we go anywhere, where we're bold enough to go afraid. You know, he tries to bring condemnation to our to our normal sense of fear because we're human, he tries to bring condemnation that puts shame on us to keep us like that army running away in fear. But it's like there's an opportunity for us to rise with that faith like David where we know God and we know that, wait a second, it's the Lord that fights my battle. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take that step and I'm going to cross over. Even if my knees are shaking, I'm going to go. Why? Because God is calling me. Why? Because God said so. And all of a sudden, our yes to God, our obedience is the stone that slays that giant. And we go crossing right over into that land, into that promise, into whatever it is, even if it's just this day that God has for us over there. <laughs> what a valid point. I just feel like when you get in the presence of God 
You get in the presence of authentic love. You experience mm. genuine supernatural love because it beams from his essence. It's who he is. But when you get in the presence mm-hmm. of the enemy, you, you said that he's just projecting his fear on you. You get in this presence mm-hmm. where it's just fear because he's scared. I, I, lo- I love that because I feel like so many yeah. believers don't truly understand that the enemy is more scared of us than we're scared of him. And the reason why he's terrified is because he knows Christ Jesus lives in the inside of us and that there's immeasurable power that could be released through our faith, um, which, you know, empowers obedience. He knows that we have the ability to tear down his works to destroy the works of the enemy and establish a kingdom of God in the earth. And if he could hinder us in any way, shape or form, sometimes he knows he can't take us out, but he's just trying to hinder fruitfulness. And so if he can get us just to cower in fear for one evening, then he just pushed back the, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the, the forces of God for, for a moment. You know what I mean? He's just trying to. And so mm-hmm. I just feel like, man, we need to have this mentality as believers. The enemy's terrified at us. He knows who we are. He knows whose we are. He knows the tools that we have. And if he can get us stricken with fear, that is a good sign that we're doing something right. You know, when I would get attacked by the enemy and fear mm-hmm. fear would bombard me, I'd have to tell myself, you know what? The enemy wouldn't be attacking me if he wasn't terrified and wasn't intimidated by what I'm doing and mm-hmm. the direction that I'm going in the kingdom right now. You know, we need to even mm-hmm. take those attacks and those moments of resistance and like where things are coming against us and we're plowing forward and we're doing what God's called us to do. You know, we need to take those moments of resistance and attack is like, wow, I think this is even a confirmation that I'm going in the right direction here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we, we, we come on the scene and the reason I talk about David and Goliath so much, well, it's because you have this obvious fear giant, right? Yeah. But what the Lord showed me in this story is that David is a symbol of our spirit, our spirit's response to fear. And the army in the story is a symbol of our flesh, our yeah. flesh response to fear. Mm, and it good. says that for 40 days and 40 nights, that, that giant took his position on the battle line and shouted what they started calling the usual defiance. You, it became usual. It became normal. And the army would show up at the line and then they would run away. The Bible says dismayed and terrified. And that word dismay in the Hebrew, it speaks to a shattering that occurs. A shattering. The army of God was shattered on the inside and they ran away day in, day out. I wonder how long that would have gone on, you know, but they, and they allowed that to happen for 40 days and 40 nights and it became their normal. It became a normal. Well, David comes on the scene again. He represents our spirit and he's going, wait a second. There's nothing normal or usual about this. Like this is, this is defying God almighty. Yeah. He is who, is, and he said, "Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that would defy the armies of the living God?" And he took action, and that's what we get to do. Like our spirit, so alive, so awakened to that—that's the roar of breakthrough that's yes. on the inside of us. That roar of the—the truth of Christ, that Christ wins. He's already won. The enemy's already been defeated, and that we don't have to listen that he is actually null and void. His voice is insignificant. And that's mm. one, what he fears the most. That's where I wanted to go with all of that was to say the enemy, what does he fear the most is becoming, I mean, of course he fears the kingdom of God advancing. Yes. But he fears his voice being, beca- being coming insignificant mm. and mm-hmm. irrelevant in our lives Yeah, because that's his only weapon. Sure. His only weapon is to lie to us and to berate us with, you know, bringing us down to shatter us from within. Yeah. But God puts all those pieces back together. And I feel like that's a word for somebody that God puts all those pieces back together in our heart. 
-hmm. and he makes us whole and he brings us back to life again in him where we go, wait a second, we see the enemy for what he's trying to do. Mm -hmm. He's trying to project his fear on me and I'm a child of God. I am a soldier in the Lord's army. Mm -hmm. And we today, we can say no, and we can run forward anyway. Full of faith, full of courage. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And this is not just you know. I I feel this in my heart that there's people listening and you're thinking like, man, I'm in my I'm in my fifties, my sixties, my seventies, or hey, I'm trying to teach my children how to you know arm themselves, and you know like I don't have a platform, I don't have a book, I don't have a podcast, I don't have a TV show, I don't have you know I'm not you know I'm little insignificant me you know, is the, is the thought process. And, um, this is for every single believer. This is not for the believer that is, you know, the face of any kind of ministry. This is not just for the young and the strong. This is for every single believer. There's many ministers that started out, you know, in their fifties, sixties, seventies that were, you know, extremely effective that we still read about today that were using supernatural ways. And I've been in Mozambique. I've seen the, the five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-olds lay hands in the sick and see them recover, see them cast out demons. Like there's no age limit. There's no, you know, God, all it is, if he only needs is a heart that loves him, that leans towards him, that depends on him, relies on him. You know, a heart that says yes to him that wants to move forward. Doesn't matter about what it looks like, you know, how significant we are on the outside in terms of what we're doing. I just feel like I want to minister to that. And this could be a good segue into Mm -hmm. because I'm always looking for like, okay, Lord, what are you saying? What are you doing? So we could really minister to that. And I feel like this is this is what, you know, I feel like the Lord is saying to my heart. And I would love to be able to pray and minister for the people who are listening. Like, can I truly do amazing exploits? Can I truly be courageous? you know, for, you know, for the Lord in different areas of my life. And I'm just a grandmother. or I'm just a young, you know, a teenager, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, David was just a shepherd, That's you right. know, he was a young man and he was just a shepherd and he was a brother and he wasn't even the oldest brother. Mm-hmm. And he was, God found David. God found David. Man didn't even find David. Mm-hmm. They actually overlooked David. David's own dad overlooked David when Samuel was coming to anoint the one that God found. God yeah. found David out in the field, and he found him to be a man after his own heart, you know? And he anointed David. He had brought Samuel the prophet to anoint Jesse's son, and Jesse didn't even bring David in as an option. But Samuel was like, no, God God is not calling any of these other sons. Where's You've got to have one more. And I feel like that's what, what the message is for you today. It's like, you know, God is going, but wait, where's this other one? But wait, where's this other one? Like God is looking for you today. He's Mm. searching out for you, you who's listening. Like he is, you tuned into this, not by accident, but because God found you in the field. He found you to be one after his heart, a faithful one. And he's like saying over you, your time is not done. Your season is not over. You've not peaked. You've not maxed out. You, God is looking for you. He's calling you and your heart is burning right now as you're hearing me say this, because I, I can almost see you in my own, you know, my spirit eye. I can almost see you. Um, God is looking for you, you mom, you know, you stay at home, mom, you working dad, you grandma, grandpa, you teenager, you know, God is looking for you. And he's saying, I see you out in the field. I see all that you're doing. I see your obedience, your faithfulness, your good stewardship. And God is calling you faithful. And he says, there's still more for you, you know, 
And that more can look like us reaching our family for Christ, reaching our community for the Lord. You know, it isn't platform, you know, it isn't fancy. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, and my life is, is not fancy at all. I just do whatever God wants me to do. Sure. And I'm the opposite of fancy. You know, I'm sitting in my car doing this interview right now because my house is noisy with my kids so and I can't sit outside because it's too hot, you know, <laughs> yeah. just to be really real, mm-hmm. you know, I'm showing up for what God has asked me to do. So the question isn't how big is it, but it is, what is it? What is God asking of you that you can say, this is what's in my hand. This is what I'm holding. This is this small thing like Moses, you know, God said to Moses, what's in your hand when he was calling him to be the deliverer of the people. And Moses is like, well, it's just the staff. It's the staff that I had out in the field with the sheep, you know, and I, I imagine it had dirt on it. I imagine it probably had, you know, sheep poo on it, just to be really yeah. real, you know, and God's like, that's the thing, you know, here's what I want you to do, throw it on the ground, and Moses obeyed, pick it up, Moses obeyed, and then, God, and then Moses used that very staff in faith and obedience before the Lord when he led his people through the Red Sea, holding it out in faith, watching God part those waters. We, we often discredit and minimize the thing that we carry, and we need to stop doing that. And that's for you today, to stop minimizing what God's given you and just show up with it and say, well, God, this is what's in my hand. Can you use it? Really? Yeah. And he's saying, yeah, I, that's exactly what I want. You know, just give that to me. Surrender it to me. Surrender your whole life to me. I'll use every bit of it. Don't count yourself out. Yeah. And Lord, I just thank you right now for an impartation of faith in the heart of every single person listening to this. And I just thank you, Lord, that fear must bow its knee to Jesus. And I just thank you, Lord, that you used um, loaves and you used fishes to feed the multitudes, that you do not need much. You love to use the insignificant you know, things of this world. You love to use those who are not high and lofty. You love to use the weak and you love to manifest your strength and your glory so that you get all the credit, Lord. It's all you, Father. And I just thank you. All you're looking for is a heart. You're not looking for uh, talented. You're not looking for, you know, the, the most physically strong and equipped, Lord. You are looking for a humble and contrite heart. You are looking for ones who love you in the earth to manifest your glory, Lord. So I just thank you right now that the yes in the heart of a listener will be amplified above every fear, above every lie in the mighty name of Jesus. And we just thank you, Father, for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing and how you're raising up an army of Jesus-loving soldiers. That That is the ultimate call, is loving Jesus, loving Jesus. Friends, that is the ultimate call. Can we do that? Yes, we can love Jesus. Can that slay the giant of fear? Yes, that can slay the giant of fear. So, Father, bring us back to that place of simple truth, simple loving Jesus with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and loving our neighbor as ourselves. that that be the thing that fuels our faith, that fuels our obedience, our faithfulness, our stewardship, that slays the giant of fear and launches us full speed ahead into all that you have for us. Father, let joy fall on your saints today. Let joy just rise up from the inside, the joy of the Lord being our strength, the joy of Jesus inside of us, launching us into life, propelling us forward. We honor you. We bless you. We love you today with all of our heart. In Jesus' name. 
In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Chrissy, how do people get a hold of your book, Slaying the Giant of Fear, and how do they get connected to your TV show, Creating the Impossible, and, and your ministry? Yeah, my um, my website, chrissynelson.com, Chrissy with a K, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, chrissynelson.com will get you everywhere, links to social media stuff and um, my books and my show and all of that. And our show is going to be broadcasting soon on God TV worldwide. So that's exciting. Awesome. And um, I think most people get that station. So stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, chrissynelson.com, that'll get you there. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time. You got family, you got ministry, you have kids. It's, you know, it's a busy time for all of us. So I just, um, thank you for taking the time to be with me today to talk about the Lord and how, you know, to encourage my listeners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was a joy and honor and thank you for what you're doing for Jesus and for people, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> amen. Amen. Thank you. It's always good talking to you. For those who are listening, make sure to subscribe, rate and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be inspired. They can be strengthened. They can be challenged by the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Bless you guys. And I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast.